ਸਾਰੇ ਸਾਰੇ ਲਿਸਨਰਸ ਨੂੰ ਨਮਸਤੇ ਸਸਿਕਾਲ ਸਲਾਮ ਅਲੈਕਮ ਗੁੱਡ ਈਵਨਿੰਗ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਯਰ ਹੋਸਟ ਪਾਲ ਐਂਡ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਯਰ ਹੋਸਟ ਕੈਰਨ ਵੀ ਬੋਥ ਵੈਲਕਮ ਯੂ ਟੂ ਕਰਨਚਾ ਵਿਦ ਕੈਰਨ ਐਂਡ ਪਾਲ ਜੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਪੰਜਾਬੀ ਚ ਗੱਲ ਕਰਨਾ ਮੰਗਦੇ ਆ ਯੂ ਕੈਨ ਔਰ ਯੂ ਕੈਨ ਸਪੀਕ ਇਨ ਇੰਗਲਿਸ਼ ਬੋਥ ਲੈਂਗੁਏਜਸ ਆਰ ਮੋਸਟ ਵੈਲਕਮ ਹੇਅਰ ਸਿੰਸ ਵੀ ਲਿਵ ਇਨ ਅ ਮਲਟੀਕਲਚਰਲ ਨੇਸ਼ਨਸ ਇਟਸ ਓਨਲੀ ਫੇਅਰ ਥੈਟ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਅ ਬਾਈਲਿੰਗੁਅਲ ਡਿਬੇਟ ਸ਼ੋ ਸੋ ਵਿਦਆਊਟ ਐਨੀ ਫਰਦਰ ਡੂ ਲੈਟਸ ਗੈਟ ਥਿਸ ਗਰਮ ਡਿਬੇਟ ਅੰਡਰਵੇਅ Wow 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 we have a very exciting show for you tonight. I can't wait. Yes, well we're going to be debating prenuptial agreements. Well Paul, why don't you tell our listeners what prenuptial agreement is? Karen, the legal definition of prenuptial agreement is an agreement made by a couple before they marry concerning the ownership of their respective assets should the marriage fall. Oh, it kind of sounds scary, doesn't it? It's almost like you're setting yourself up for failure for marriage. Eh? I know why would you get, <laughs> get married? Oh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> Prenup agreements are becoming more and more viable in the South Asian community. You know when you're young and you're madly in love, it's so much more easier to sign that document because you don't see the past it. And then as time clicks on and it goes by, you start seeing, you know, you start getting ups and downs in your marriage and um you know, you're seeing wealth being built up and then all of a sudden when you're on that downer, you'll start questioning it like, did I just sign all my rights away did i sign my financial rights away well it's true it has to do with financial security but some would argue this th- this is even more important if there are children involved from that marriage mm-hmm. deciding to sign or not this may be the most important question one may ask some would argue that such a contract is a romance kill and question the concept of loyalty and trust while others would say it's to instill peace of mind from within and have personal security Well, do you know prenuptial agreement is such a difficult topic to bring up. Like when do you bring it up with your partner? You know, is it a topic that's going to be easily discussed among couples or is it a topic that's going to just break up a relationship uh leading them to go their own separate ways before marriage even takes place? Is there a right time to bring this up? Better yet, when should uh, this be brought up? Once again, you're listening to Garm Chai with Karen and Paul, the only debate show within the South Asian community. where we bring controversial topics to our platform and and like others ask tough questions as we stated in the beginning we have a fabulous debate set for this evening i would like to welcome individuals debating in favor of prenup they are herminder and gurpri both from surrey bc it gives me a great pleasure to introduce those debating against prenuptial agreements they are simrapal from victoria bc and wendy from richmond bc Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, with a cup of garm chai. Let's enjoy a garm debate. Herminder, let's start with you. As we were talking earlier, you said you are for prenuptial agreements prior to getting married that one should sign it. Now, where did that idea come from? Why are you for it? Let's hear about it. I've heard of many people getting burned. Okay. For- in a prenuptial um the divorce rate is through the roof i understand that nobody goes into a marriage expecting divorce or you know perceiving that um but there is there's so many and people do get burned and it's unfair that somebody has built an empire and that someone can 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 come into your life and walk away with that Herminder, when you got married the first time, did you actually have a prenuptial agreement? 
no, I was 18, didn't have anything. We both started up together. We both built our empire. When we went our own ways, we both split our empire. So it's safe to assume that you both started with the same number of assets uh, before you guys got married. That's right. And maybe that's one of the reasons you guys didn't think a prenuptial agreement was important. No, okay. that, that's different, right? But when one person has so much more than the other, then I think a prenuptial should definitely be mm. in place. Wendy, what about yourself? You're in up to agreement. <clears throat> yeah, you could do that as well. Some you. So, um, but I would rather then it go to, if you're going to have a will, then yeah, I understand that too. I think that could work. But I would want to make sure that everything um, that I've aired went to the right people, that it wasn't then later on fought over and went to places that I didn't want it to ever go to, right? Not that I'd know by well, then. But somebody else's debt, you can marry into wealth and avail yeah. everything. You can lose little that you have or yeah. be in a minus. Yeah. Sam, you're against uh, prenuptial agreements. Why don't you give us a little bit of your background and why you feel that uh, that's not important to have a prenuptial? Sure. Okay. So, Sasika uh, Saryanu. My name is Sam. <laughs> my name is Sam. I'm from Victoria, BC. Um, and I just want to start by saying that I think prenups should definitely be handled on a case-to-case basis. Every couple's situation is different and there is no right or wrong answer here. It's just a discussion that we need to have so that everyone can get what their beliefs and their side of the argument is out there for people to have the information to make an educated decision. Um, you know, that being said, I'm, I'm a 35-year-old married Sikh man. I've been married for 12 years. I did not sign a prenup. I did not ask my wife to sign a prenup. Um, I'd, I'd, uh, and I'm here to debate why they are not necessary. Um, so if we're going to like really look at this, you got to start with what is like, I'm Punjabi, right? So what's a Punjabi wedding? You have your Anandkaraj. The Anandkaraj, like if you go to Wikipedia right now and type in Anandkaraj, you will see that it says under its very first heading, important things, the very first thing on that list is a quote that says a marriage is a partnership of equals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I believe that a prenuptial agreement is inherently contradictory to that. On one hand, you're saying that a marriage is a partnership of equals, and on the other, you're uh, trying to put in a legal document that says we're not equals, that we have that we are different. So those the belief of what a marriage is supposed to be in our culture, and what is uh, what a prenup actually is, they just don't agree with each other. Um, and then you know it's also important not to forget that there can be distrust when somebody is presented with a prenup because you're immediately going to think, oh, this person thinks I'm out to take all of their you know their accumulated wealth and assets. Um, and I would just I would just say that it is it is important for anyone who is entering into one to make sure that they seek out their own legal representation to make sure that uh, it is not something that has uh, been written in a way that is beneficial for one party and negative to another. But Sam, uh, like Harminder was saying, um, if you like, you were obviously young when you got married, and you yeah, twenty three, and your wealth or your assets were quite limited, and they're pretty much the same as your spouse. Now, put, now put yourself, say, thirty years after, and you have cum- accumulated a million dollars, and you want to get married to someone that only has hundred thousand. Would you not want to protect your assets, especially if there's children yeah. involved? And, and this is the one, the one instance in which I definitely believe that there is value to a prenuptial ag- agreement, and that is when somebody is going into a second marriage. 
whether it's just one party or both, the, uh, at least one of them has gone through an unsuccessful marriage. And so they have experience to back that up. It's just not hearsay in other people's experience. It's their own lived experience. And if that person did have children from the first relationship, I believe that they should do everything they can to protect that the their interests of their children, because that should be your priority above any future spousal relationships you commit to. Well, you know, one would think that where's love then in the equation? So when you're getting married, um, doesn't it feel like, well, you know, when you're younger, you're getting married and you're accumulating your wealth together. That's understandable. But then let's say you're older and you're getting married. You're entering into a prenuptial agreement. Now, doesn't there feel like something's been sacrificed there? Like, how do you grow together? Because like you said, marriage is, it's a union of being one right but now we're separating the finances but yet we're still saying that we're one so how how would you respond to that well so blind are you asking me or something yeah no sorry yeah carry carry on (laughs) sam carry on you can respond yeah and we'll give herminder will give you a chance as well okay so um for for that you know uh, a prenuptial agreement you know it's a legal contract and if the two parties are going to it committed I don't see why they would not be able to, as reasonable adults, come to come to terms that are not necessarily like, oh, you're not entitled to anything. Like th- this is not a. It doesn't have to be like I want to keep my money and not let you ever have any of it. If this should fail, it can be set up in a way where you can still express a commitment and a love to a person uh, for the second, third, or how many ever times it is, and still in that document uh, accommodate and allow for uh, securities to be put in place so that your children are taken care of, you know, in the event of everything going wrong. Herminder, you had something to say to that? Well, for one, I was saying, you know, love is blind. I mean, nobody takes the Anantakarish. Nobody walks around the Maharaj Dibit with the intention of going back on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happens a lot. It happens all the time. Divorce rate is higher than ever. Um, and I think two people, if they really do trust each other, the trust should also be in the prenup, that this is for everybody's best interest. Well, you're listening to Garm Chai with Karen and Paul. And how would you like to respond to that, Gurpreet? So, uh, I mean, I do agree with Herminder. Like, nowadays, the, the divorce rate is high. Every, I think, one in three people that you meet um, is, is divorced these days. So um, I do think that you've got a lot more to look into. But just going back to what Wendy said earlier on about back back then when they were getting married, prenups never came up, right? But then, see, I, I'm also wondering after you said that, is that because back then, um, not that you're ancient or anything, right? But back then, not a lot of women were working. They weren't as um, strong. Women weren't as strong as they are today, right? So now... Um, you're almost meeting women that are more powerful or maybe are equal to man, right? So now I think that's where a lot of times now where prenups come into it, where before it wasn't ever really discussed. Does well, anybody agree with Wendy me? Might, <laughs> well, I, I wonder if Wendy has a different uh, take to this because Wendy is married to an Indian man. And so you, uh-huh. would, you would naturally think that she was more empowered, you know, because... Well, I was, and I still am empowered. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's great to hear another um, woman say that. No, because my husband was an immigrant. So mm-hmm. if, if it was a prenup, it would be me instigating a prenup. And that's not... That's not the way that I was brought up. That's not the way that society was at that time. 
like I said, there may have been some around, but those would have been for the super, super rich or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but you never heard about it. Now, we do have a, a family friend. Actually, it's from my husband's village. Uh, they live here in Canada. And and I only, he only told me today that this gentleman has a prenup with his wife. It's his second wife. His first one passed away. Um, and they have a child together, but they're going through a divorce. Um, and now, she, you know, she came from India, but she also has two grown children from another marriage. So what I look at is if he has a prenup, it's to, to protect his assets, et cetera, from perhaps his stepchildren being able to have any sort of uh, claim on on his um, assets and things. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, did she fully understand coming from from another country whether what what a prenup was all about? Because like I say, now they're going through a divorce and maybe it wasn't the way it should be. You know, divorce, she should be benefiting from a divorce, I suppose, to some point. But how much is he is he not giving her, right? I, I, I just don't think that prenups are the way to go if you're you're sure of yourself. You know, if both couples, both people are sure of themselves. But it's not about being sure of yourself. You just don't know what's going to happen. That's the thing. It's just the future's unpredictable because you, nobody ever goes into it not being sure. Right, so you're sure of yourself, but you don't know if the other person's going to be committed. Well, that, to that's true too, but that happens in any anything you in any society. You don't need to have a prenup for your wedding. I mean, there's thousands of couples that don't. Um, people get divorced. Hopefully, they've got good lawyers that uh, you know make everything an even split. I, I do know <laughs> that that in, you know when you and I can't say. I mean, obviously. Perminder and, and Gurpreet, you've, you've been married, but um, my understanding is the day that you get married and if you're getting a divorce, your court, the court is going to look at how much you've contributed to the family, how much you've contributed to um, building the assets in that family. And that's where they'll, they'll make the settlement from. If your husband um, had lots of money beforehand, I'm assuming you don't really have a claim on that because you weren't part of part of the life that that um, helped him build his wealth and it goes vice versa for a woman to um, have a prenup for her man for a husband although you don't normally hear about those it generally seems to be the male wanting to have a prenup I, I haven't <laughs> heard of any women wanting a prenup but it would go both ways Sam you have something to say yeah I would jump in uh, you know I was doing some research before I got on here today for this topic and just a point to uh, Gurpreet's uh, comment earlier, uh, the, the current divorce rate for first-time marriages in Canada is around 50%, not quite at 66 yet. It's a little bit lower than she said. Uh, and then, but it is around that number for second marriages ending in divorce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then mm -hmm. on the topic of uh, women and asking for prenups. Sam, even that, that number even increases third time around to 77%. It does, yeah, I, I, I noticed that too. Um, uh, but on the yeah, on the topic of women and uh, asking for prenups, you are definitely. I, I was only able to find a source that was a lifestyle magazine, so it's not like a you know a census or anything. But the there is a definitely an increase in working age women, uh, first time or not, wanting uh, asking for the prenuptial agreements. And uh, you know, there's uh, the the reason that I would attribute to that is just that 
women are finally becoming more equal in the workplace mm -hmm. and they're actually able to accumulate something on their own without the support of a man. Uh, at the, granted, there's still a long way to go. They're not equal in the workplace by any means yet. But, you know, mm -hmm. the, the fact that women can now at a younger age sit there and say, I've accumulated this and I want to protect it is another one of those situations in which I would I, I can see I can see why they would feel that way. You know, it's been it because it has been for a very long time. Prenups have definitely been, you know, the, the man side of the family has been the one asking the woman side of the family to sign it because they're trying to protect their interests, uh, whether it's uh, considering the other party or not at all. So uh, to to see now that uh, to see that uh, that change in demographic of who's asking for them just makes sense with the fact that times are changing. But I still think there's an inherent uh, there's an inherent trust issue that comes when you bring up that topic. I agree. I, I was actually talking to a friend of mine, and um, she asked her son to sign a prenup. A very very wealthy family, and he was marrying to he was getting married to a middle upper class girl, and um, it ended up actually destroying the relationship. Uh, the son ended up, um, you know, when he did ask, he didn't want to ask, but because he was inheriting such a massive amount, so he understood his parents' views. Like, okay, you know what? Maybe I need to sign this agreement. And he didn't think it was going to be such a struggle. But when he went and talked to his girlfriend, it was actually a massive struggle to the point where she ended up walking away. So I do think that it can destroy a relationship. Well, you do hear people signing them. I mean, people do sign them. Because wouldn't it be, if you really think about it, if you sign that prenup, that wealth is still growing. If they have a business and that wealth is still growing, you're still, are, are you leaving yourself behind is the question? Are you, are you signing your rights away? Well, especially if you're staying home to look after the house and whatnot, right? Like, yeah. like you said, the husbands or the wives, you know, depending who the, the money belonged to, uh, it could be accumulating. And the other person has absolutely nothing. I, I would say that in, in a situation like that, uh, I think that the prenup is detrimental to that couple's relationship. Like they cannot expect to succeed when that pressure is being put on from an outside source, especially. So I would I would say that if you're a parent who has accumulated wealth, there are alternative avenues that you can take in the form of legal documents to protect what your family has built without jeopardizing the relationship that your child is trying to participate in you know a parent can write a living will that excludes exactly. excludes that child and their spouse from any inheritance as long as they're together you know that's a simple that's a simple step and then you don't have to put the pressure of the prenuptial agreement on this new it's not even usually a new relationship anymore people aren't you know people aren't just meeting each other and getting married that's uh, we are we're an educated society. We know what we want in life. And You're listening to Garm Chai with <clears throat> Paul. Wendy, how would you like to respond to that? Uh, it's pretty much on point, I think. Um, uh, okay, now I'm tongue-tied. Um, <laughs> it, 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 I can't answer. I'm I've lost. Herminder, go ahead. Seems like you want to say something. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'd like to respond to what Wendy had said earlier that you can later deal with it through lawyers, but it can get very complicated and also very expensive. There's no agreement in place to begin with. One of the things being one of the spouses may have had a great secure job going into the relationship. However, after the marriage, that person is unemployed for some reason and is sitting at home. And then there's a divorce. And then the other spouse has to support that spouse with um, alimony. 
So yeah. things like that come into place. So there is no clean cut. Um, and to avoid that situation, I still think a prenup in place somewhat helps. Well, I, I think if, oh, sorry. Sorry, Karen. No, I think if, if you're going to do a prenup, you, these are these are things that have to be discussed well before you maybe get even into a serious relationship. I mean, a lot of times in the old days, it was, you know, you talk about marriage or you're going to, or you talk about how many kids you want. Maybe these are discussions that should be there um, when you're dating. Like, what do you feel about these prenups and things? Do you think we should get one if we, if we do end up getting married, you know, that sort of thing. So it's, it's more of a, um, a calm relation, a calm conversation as opposed to, uh, maybe the the woman going, oh, you don't love me because you want me to sign this type thing but, but because when, that's what it looks like. But when but, you, when is you know, a, when is the best time to actually have this conversation with your with your partner? I think early on is possible, like Wendy said. Yeah. I think I it should be one of the first things that um, that should be asked. You but know, would you I feel like you're really in love still? Like, okay, let's group it for you. But this this is say, before you fall in love. Before you fall, well, <laughs> so, let's say you yeah, met someone. I would, I would be like, so you, you know go on what? your. This is what I want. So you go on your first date, but, and that's the first, and that's the first question you're going to ask him. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Should give it cereal, um, yeah. Yeah. color, and what? What do you think of prenups? Yeah, right? <laughs> those are going to be on the list there. But, but, um, but yeah, I, I. So I think you know the young me, right? That didn't believe, um, or didn't feel that that I would ever get divorced. I would never have thought of a prenup because I back then used to think that it was husband and wife and you create a life together and everything was shared and equal, right? Mm -hmm. But now um, that didn't happen for me, right? And um, I didn't walk away with anything, right? I don't know how other people's divorces work out, but in my, in my situation, I didn't walk away with anything. So now not only had I left Scotland, my mum and dad and everything else that I've ever known and grew up with, yeah. right? Not just my things, but my businesses and everything. And I came out, come, came out here to start my life over, right? And it didn't go that way. It didn't go the way that I thought it would. So now I'm on my own with a child in a country that I don't have anybody, right, but myself. So I had to rebuild my life and who I am and learn about who I am all over again, right? So I had to reinvent myself in a sense so now when somebody comes into my life of course i'm going to protect what i have because i've lost everything right but are um, you going to take so, that risk like if your partner said to you well you know i don't want to sign a prenup but you're madly in love with them and you know you think mm -hmm. that there's a trust but you still feel that you need to like w would you sacrifice that relationship over a i prenup? think I uh, would i sacrifice you know what? I wouldn't let it get that far. It would be something that I think I would discuss right off the bat, right? Like, um, I'm quite open about my situation. This is what I have. Uh, first things first, I have a child, right? So those things are already going to, those are already serious topics, right? Serious discussions that you're going to have to have with whoever you meet. So that would be probably within the first hour or so or the first meeting. You need to, you need to, those are already serious questions. So I think a prenup is is okay to discuss at that point. Because, yeah, like I said, at one point I've lost everything. So I've had to reinvent myself. And I'm not going to let that happen to me again. So I will protect myself and my child and my future. Sam, 
uh, as you know, you know, many people are getting married at a later age. Uh, so is it not reasonable to expect them to have a, retain their assets, which they build up prior to marriage? Okay, so on, so for this, I would say that um, definitely people are focusing more on their careers. You know, you go to high school, college, get the job, start the career, get a down payment on a house, whatever the process is. Um, should people want to protect their assets? I can't, uh, I can't fault somebody for wanting to do that. I will never criticize somebody for, doing to, for wanting to do that. What I would say is, uh, you know, uh, there, even though the, the later age prenups might be going. We lost them. What about you, Wendy? Do you have any comments on Sorry? that? The question is, uh, can you repeat the question? Yeah, more and more people are getting married at a much, much later in life. So for, right. for them to want to protect their assets, why would one not want to sign a prenuptial agreement? Uh, it, it still goes down to being it's a contract. I, I, I understand because yes, if they both if they both built up sizable assets and things, but should they? It, it's a it's always get, gets back to the discussion. It's it's how open they are in their relationship to be able to have that discussion as to whether they feel a prenup will be beneficial for them or not beneficial in that way, but, you know, protect them, protecting their assets or not. Um, it's, it's a conversation that they still have to have. And um, should they have it? Yeah. Should they protect their assets? I suppose so, but it all depends on their relationship, right? Sam, we had lost you there for a few minutes. Are you ready? Can you hear me? Uh, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So I was, I was, I didn't realize uh, you'd lost the audio there. Uh, all I was, I was trying to say on that question was that uh, it makes sense that, you know, somebody would want to get a prenup if they have, you know, to protect themselves. But when we're discussing the relationship in our culture, uh, you know, the, what an individual has to value uh, the union of marriage over the individual themselves and if you if you go the uh, uh, direction of getting a prenup filled signed you, what, what you're essentially telling somebody or each other is that you value your individuality over what you could be as a couple and then and if, if that's how you value yourself that's fine but you will I don't believe that you can achieve a loving, successful relationship. So that sounds like start... a business contract almost, right? Exactly, to... exactly, exactly. Like you're, you're valuing what you have and what you have to offer and not necessarily acknowledging that what you're trying to do is build something with another person. Yeah, but what happened to trust then? Doesn't trust not come into the marriage? Is it not one of the elements of a successful, mar successful marriage? Well, well, if trust is an element of a successful marriage, a prenup, basically says i don't trust you a prenup says i'm going a prenup no, says i am pre i'm prepared for you to do something to screw this up and i don't trust that you will see this through the way you're saying you are so a prenup a prenup is antitrust actually that was a question for herminder sorry no that was <laughs> great actually herminder how would you like to respond to that that was very well said sam very well said i think it just goes back to 50 percent divorce rate where is the trust there's so much infidelity in marriages. There's, there's just yeah, so much. The 50% of the divorce rate is definitely there, but only 10% of people sign a prenup. So 
the value the value in the agreement itself is not very popular amongst most people um so you know there the divorce does happen i can't i can't say that it's never going to happen but uh the, the the value in a prenup is not seen by the majority of people on on this planet i think when it's a second time marriage you've already either been burned the first time there's been lost trust there's you know so much has happened in your life when you've already gone through one divorce and if you're doing this marriage second or third time it makes it so much more important not only you're older your parents are older and then there's inheritance in place and at risk as well but absolutely but Herman, if, if you know one of every two marriages uh, get into divorce and it's a question of wealth, then why even get married then? And, and that's happening. There's, there's less and less marriages, but then also um, common law also takes is at risk as well, right? It's not just the marriage. Um, when you're living together, you can go after each other as well. Um, marriages, relationships end nasty a lot of the time. But then once again, when I talk about a business contract, like I'm just trying to establish, is it a business contract or is marriage, is it supposed to be based on trust, love? Like, do you think trust is out so the let's window? Go back, let's go back when there was no prenups. It was still a business contract. Right. I mean, when there was arranged marriages, there was no love marriages. So the boy and the girl didn't know each other. But even our grandparents, our great grandparents, they went to the families and checked out the family to see if they were on a level ground. Okay. And now that part has contributed to what's going on now. Right? Am I making any sense? No, you are. But I think what's happening is, I, do you find it's an age? It's been somewhat of a business contract. But isn't it predominantly uh, peop, uh, individuals that are divorcees that are getting a prenuptial agreement opposed to those that are young? Because when you start off a marriage, uh, you're pretty much on the same level when it comes to assets. And having, sorry, Sam, go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to speak to what you were just talking about. Um, I'm, I was married when I was 23. My wife and I were both fresh out of college and university, right? Neither of us had any assets. Like, between the two of us, we owned one car, right? <laughs> um, and, the, and so for us, the, that was the main reason. Like we had talked about a prenup, but we, we love each other so much, right? And it was just, the conversation was had and the prenup just didn't make sense to us because when we even discussed it, we have nothing coming into this. So both of us are on that level, on that level playing field. And both of us have enough trust and faith in each other that if anything years down the road did go sideways, that we could, you know, look at it objectively and not emotionally and not try to go after each other in the way that you see these negative drawn out divorce proceedings portrayed in the media because it does not have to be that way if the the people involved in the situation are mature enough to put their ego their pride and their feelings aside and have a practical conversation that's the problem though sam you know when we are rational we're able to talk about it. But then when you're actually going through a divorce, everybody becomes irrational because yeah. one wants to control the assets, one wants to control the children. And, and I'm, I'm not divorced, right? So I can't Bless speak me. to that. No. I've never gone through that. And I, I, I feel blessed for that. Yeah. So, no, uh, you know, and, and, and that is why I would, when, I, when we started with the second marriage or third marriage, I would never, I would never tell someone not to do that because they, they have a lived experience that I do not, yeah. and I cannot speak to that for them. Right, Wendy, if your son uh, you know, was getting married for the first time and he's accumulated all his wealth and found a, 
a woman of his dreams who is madly in love with doesn't have any assets. Would you encourage yeah. him to get a prenuptial agreement? No. And no. you'd feel you'd uh, feel safe. You'd feel like okay, my son is protected. I mean, I'd like to say that like you you people make their own mistakes and they learn from their own mistakes. But that's a big mistake. Right? It may be a big mistake, but you know they have to go into the the relationship with their eyes wide open. If if there's little hints that that um, the sp- the potential spouse isn't going to be trustworthy enough, they should be able to pick that up. But if they make that mistake, then they make the mistake. You can't do anything about it. But as I think uh, Sam said earlier, you know, there's legal documents that you can draw up. So you know, if the if if my son has which which would be nice if they had money, but um, if they had lots of money, they could draw up contracts. It doesn't have to be a prenup, but they could they could set something up. I'm sure that um, maybe would give the person. Um, give me satisfaction that, that it's a good marriage, but um, gives them, uh, what is it, um, um, satisfaction, I guess. not. That's not quite the word I'm looking for. Peace um, of mind. Peace of mind. Yeah, thank you. Uh, peace of mind that, that they, they've gone in with their eyes open, they've taken their precautions, and that's it. You know, if they, if they, if they fall, they fall. They'll get up again. So... You know, it's hard to say. You you sort of look at most most people, um, your children when they marry their spouses that they're they're marrying good spouses. Um, and my kids are all three of my kids are married, and I have no problem with any of their spouses. And nobody um, signed a prenup. And nobody has signed a prenup. No. Okay. What nobody. about Hermander? I understand you have two children as well, and they're both married. There. And did they? Did you have them sign prenups before that? No. They're both equally. They're young. Okay, so basically, you agree that when you're younger, that um, and there's no accumulation of wealth. There's no accumulation of wealth, yep. or they're equal. Then it's okay to go ahead uh, without a prenup. But then it's. Uh, I think it's the later years, when the later years come along, you're seeing more and more people are wanting to secure their um, their finances, their assets. But once again, I always question, when we are older and you're looking for your right partner, I would feel that, I don't know if it's a personal thing, but would, there some, would something be missing when you're not fully in 100%? Because fi- finance, okay, love is a big thing, but so are finances. So which is bigger is my question. Well, especially at that age, when you're young, you have all this ample time to accumulate wealth. But as we get older, yeah. we have less time. So we have to be cautious and make sure that, you know, we have safeguarded what we have earned, especially after all that hard work. I've earned, but however, I understand that could be wrong in BC that spouse cannot go after their spouse's partner's inheritance. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So, but uh, sorry, but... Uh, I want to talk. Gurpreet mentioned something earlier that because she's she's a single mom now, that if she went into a relationship, she would do um, a prenup, and I can understand that because, of course, they want to be able to protect their child, protect whatever they've built up. And she's fallen; they've got a divorce. She fell, and she's gotten back up. And this is how she's going to she's going to uh, remedy it. But but she'll still be honest with that person. She's not going to just say, oh, I want a prenup. She's going to explain to that the potential spouse that this is why I want to have the prenup. This gives me a sense of security um, 
and it takes care of a lot of things. And she did. If she got burned in the first, if the in the first round, she doesn't want that to happen again. So she will definitely go for that sort of thing. And I'm sure there's a lot of, um, you know, second time marriages that they will think that. But I don't think it's a demand that the spouses will do. They'll, they'll explain their situation as to why they feel that they want to have a prenup. So. I can't falter for that. I, I, I wouldn't. No, if I, I divorced my husband. I, I agree that every situation is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all agree that you know that it can't be a hardcore rule. So, are, so are there more prenuptial agreements happening later in life, opposed to someone that's just starting off? I would See, think so. I think there's more requirement for it later on in life than there is earlier on in life. I was married the first time for 23 years, which was almost 40 years ago. Um, There was no requirement then because, you know, you're younger, you're 18 and 23, and now the kids are getting married a lot older on their second marriages, so it's different. Well, not only that, like I know, yeah. I know this individual 22, he, he made his wealth uh, by in, in the form of building and uh, community uh, real estate, and they were about to get married. Uh, a couple of weeks before the actual date, he approaches uh, a partner and asks her to sign a prenuptial agreement, which she absolutely disagreed, and she walked away. So I think wealth plays a major role when you know one decides whether or not a prenuptial agreement should be in place or not. It, Sam? I think that would almost have to be the deciding factor because uh, as love is very important, right? That's what my entire relationship is based on is love and trust. And uh, yeah, you would have to like, you know, the, the finances are what you fight about if you don't have something written out ahead of time, right? You know, it's, but it does like to me, the prenup does does take away from what I believe a relationship should feel like. A relationship should be one of open lines of communication, trust, listening, understanding, and you shouldn't need a legal document to motivate you to do that. And I don't believe that this particular document would motivate you to necessarily behave in any way to actually make you fight for the relationship if you were on hard times. If you didn't have a prenup and you did accumulate wealth and you were afraid that a divorce would be drawn out and bitter in court, that is that is motivation to work through your problems and come to an understanding mm-hmm. if you are willing to do it. Uh, and when you sign a prenup and you bring that into the, into it ahead of time, to me, that just says, I don't, I don't, I don't have the time to invest in this. And that, that's, that, that's an inherent problem with the document from the get go. Well, thank you, Sam. Great point you made. Uh, you know, all our panelists did a wonderful job. Everybody brought up some really, really good points. and um, They all did. They yeah. did. It's been really good. It's no, been a great debate. This was a wonderful debate. But this is all we have. This is all the time we've uh, got for today. Um, you're listening to Garm Cha with Karen and Paul. We'd like to thank our wonderful panelists and our producer, Raja Shergill. If it wasn't for him or and for them, this debate would not have taken place. Well, you know, we hope this was educational for everyone, including our listeners. You know, I've learned a lot from this show. I think it's, uh, you know, it makes me wonder. When I was younger, Paul, it's something I never even thought about, prenuptial, because at that time, life was very simple. But now that I've gotten older, I'm in a different position in my life. Now I'm thinking about it. You know, you, I'm questioning, is prenuptial something I would want to sign? Would I want my children to do this? I mean... Yes, Ken, this debate on prenuptial agreement was quite educational. 
you know, what I've personally taken away is that more and people, especially after they've been involved in a marriage and accumulated wealth and have children, are uh, favoring and deciding to have prenuptial agreements. Well, we would love to hear from you about this debate and topics that you would like us to debate on Garmchai with Karen and Paul. Please feel free to email us at garmchaikp at outlook.com. That's garmchaikp at outlook.com. Until our next debate, please please remain remain safe, healthy, and and have have a wonderful wonderful week. week.